You are listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon. And I, I think I'm Jimmy. It's just, it's been a while. You still have that COVID fall Brandon, going on, Jimmy? Uh, that's exactly what it is. Yes, spoiler, yes, I had I had COVID. That's one of the reasons we've been gone for a little bit. Yeah, we've been gone for about two months now. Uh, Jimmy got COVID, and I got kind of busy with uh, wedding planning stuff. It's just been a little crazy over here, but we are back, and we are ready to get going. We have a fun episode today. Uh, we're actually recording two episodes, so the next episode shouldn't take too long to find your podcatcher of choice. Jimmy, how have you been? I haven't even seen you much in the past two months. It's uh, Everything's been mad. Mad. It's been mad. And I don't like to go around amongst mad people. Is it, has it been mad as a hatter? Oh my gosh. Yes, that's exactly what we're what we're steering towards here. Yes. I t- believe. Today we are looking over episode 24, Mad as a Hatter. It aired in October, uh, on October 12th, 1992, directed by Frank Power and written by the great Paul Denny. But before we jump head first, see there? Head first? That's I see that. You put a hat That's on another your head. hat thing. Before we jump in head first into our episode from the news desk of Summer Gleason, this is a special news bulletin. Take it away, Summer. All right, it finally happened, Jimmy. In the issue of Batman and Catwoman number 12. Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle got married. Well, it's taken this long for that to happen, it, huh? It happened, it happened, and it was a very low-key uh, wedding. Extra, uh, extra, somebody's getting married! And that somebody is the Dark Knight. That's from the Muppets. Oh, Muppets take Manhattan. Another couple that took a long time to actually get together, but and maybe it didn't happen is, at all. I don't know. I was about know. to say, is their marriage canon anymore? In the uh, I think there's some sort of debates it, amongst both of those puppets <laughs> as far as if one married the other. So it's I don't very, know. It's very interesting you kind of bring that up because just a couple of weeks later in the issue uh, Batman number 125, uh, I think it takes place a couple of months later or maybe a year later or something like that and Selena Kyle's already with somebody else in bed so I have a feeling that the marriage doesn't stick for some reason but as of right now they 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 got married they got married in a little chapel in uh kind of like a Vegas chapel they got married by a man dressed up as uh Adam West Batman oh that's beautiful I, and the only people there were their witnesses, which was a Clark Kent and Lois Lane, because a couple years ago, they, uh, Tom King wrote a really cool story where the two couples went on like a double date and uh, like Selena Kyle and Lois Lane became like best friends. It was a really, really good book. Is there a Robin in that timeline now? Um, not, uh, what do you mean? There I was, just, there's I, not a Robin at the wedding. If that okay, was. he wasn't there. Okay. No, it was like I said, it was just very, very low key. Was he wasn't one, like the ring bearer boy or anything. It was not the ring bearer or the okay. best man. It was when the, I was a kid, I thought it was ring bearer. Oh, like an actual bear. Yes, and I got to be the ring bearer in my Aunt Sherry's wedding. Yeah. But I thought I would wear a bear costume. That's really what there's I thought. A, there, there's an ongoing joke in the final season of How I Met Your Mother where they keep saying ring bearer and, and, and the bride to be keeps saying, are you saying ring bearer or ring bearer? And they end up having a bear, but it's like a cute little cup, and it actually works out really well. Oh, I love that. It was very, very neat. Just like Batman and Catwoman getting married finally. Don't know if it's stuck or not. We uh, Stay tuned to find th- that out. But, yeah, they actually did tie the knot recently in Batman and Catwoman issue 12. Now, Jimmy, since we last spoke... The uh, CW released a trailer for their upcoming show, Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are hating on it. You just watched it yeah. about uh, 10 minutes ago right here. What were your thoughts on the Gotham Knights trailer? Well, I'm not going to hate on it. It's not meant for me. So <laughs> The very beginning of, it, beginning of it for me looked like something from like One True Hill or something. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand what, why they do these, show, these Batman shows without Batman and what they're thinking. They're but always Batman and Jason. Like yeah, like always. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess there must be an audience for Batman shows without Batman, but I'm probably not it. But good luck to the producers of Gotham Knights. <laughs> It was cool seeing a Carrie Kelly on uh, the uh, mm-hmm. trailer because she she has not been, you know, in any live action Batman thing yet. Um, the main character seems to be the uh, son of Bruce Wayne, but we don't really get a name from him. 
I don't think it's mm. Damien. So I don't know what's going on there exactly. What did you think of the uh, bat mask that showed up in the trailer? Um, that's it, what a lot of people were talking it, about. It was just a little. It was a little little wisp of a thing. Yeah, it was uh, a tiny little thing. It was a little thing. And what did you think of Misha Collins as Harvey Dent? Uh, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why Two Face hasn't come around yet. No, I don't Batman's get it. dead now. But that's just that's. It's it's not really a, it's a, it doesn't look like a show for me. I'm surprised CW is still churning out uh, uh, DC shows because they've canceled like all of them except for uh, Superman and Lois and uh, Flash, which I believe Flash they haven't announced yet. But I got a feeling mm-hmm. this year is going to be Flash's final season either way. Well, we're out. in this world where you can do these elsewhere stories and just oh, like Marvel yeah, does, and it, it, it's fine. I was happy to see that David Hasselhoff was a detective. Oh wait, that's that's Baywatch Nights. That's Baywatch Nights. I'm sorry. Oh, God, Did I'm you ever nice. watch Baywatch Nights? I watched a few. Hasselhoff was in it, um, but it was. Did they ever? What was it about, really? Well, at first he was going to be a detective. Yeah. He was, and but eventually, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have much to do with the beach, does it? Uh, no, not at, at first. I think they tried something new, and they're like, no, and then they kind of uh, scaled that plot back. back. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they they did they did that. Yeah, who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> not I. Not I. Now here's something that I'm wondering: is it if it's a good idea or not? There's a rumor going around that Joker two might actually be a musical and that Lady Gaga is being pursued to play Harley Quinn. Oh, wow. We haven't, we haven't been musical. doing this for a while because that was... Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We that have, was, I told you, we had a lot of ground to cover That's a whole today. universe ago when that was talked about. Yeah, I say, like I said, I saved some news for the next ep- yeah. episode because we have so much. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this rumor and also what do you think of, of Lady Gaga possibly being Harley Quinn? Well, it, to me, that's separate. Like, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. That's great. Uh, and it's a musical, but like, don't take everything you hear about this film seriously. Um, what's it? What's the guy's name that make makes this? Uh, Todd, Todd Phillips. Phillips. Todd Phillips, uh, yeah, the director of the Hangover trilogy. This guy, this guy is a, is is a, a, he's a he's a snake oil salesman with these films. <laughs> like he, he made these Hangover, the Hangover film is a comedy, and the other ones are just dark and weird. Um, yeah, th- who knows what this could be? Like, don't get so don't get excited about this because this could be some weird bait and switch. It, it's some weird art house thing he's doing, uh, and people are like, "Is this going to be connected to?" No, no, no. It's some no, it's weird its thing. thing. It's a weird thing that he's doing. Doesn't mean it's going to be terrible. Yeah, yeah. Just don't don't try to get like the comic lore. Like, don't even try to connect it back to that to last Joker it. film. It may be a That's whole different too. weird thing. So just. You know, tread carefully when you when you go into this when it comes out it, in three years. I just hope if they do it that they commit to the musical thing if they do it, and not just have like one musical scene in it. That's what, yeah, that's another I think thing. That's another thing that people are kind of thinking might happen. I think it'd be it'd be great if it's just a full on if if it is just a switch like it's just wow this is not even connect you know interesting but I'm just telling you be careful yes be yes. careful. This person is making a film to disappoint you because the last movie was really huge um, and he probably wants to just swerve and, and, and destroy all expectations, uh, which sometimes is fun. It, it'll be fun for me because I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to see Lady Gaga on the big screen. So, Yeah, you don't really hear her on the radio anymore, I've, I've learned lately. But didn't she? Well, no, she just did the she top, did a top gun. gun song, but I haven't heard it on the radio. Oh, you don't hear it? No, I just started listening to the radio the past uh, week or so for the first time in forever. I've heard like everybody sounds like a computer now, but I haven't heard like hardly any Lady Gaga. So. There's a guy who karaoke's that all the time now at uh, the Bardstown. He always carries hold uh, uh, karaoke's hold my hand by oh. Lady Gaga. Is he any good? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I would do it, but he's already claimed. He's already stuck his uh, flag in that, so I can't do it. Yeah, so. yeah. You, you got. You have to be loyal to your songs. I know. Got to be true to your school. Now we have some unfortunate news uh, to talk about. This happened uh, probably about a month ago now. Uh, Tim Sale, the artist of the Long Halloween, Dark Victory, Catwoman, Win in Rome and a bunch of other uh, comics, has unfortunately passed away at the age of 66. Mm. Um, Tim Sale was uh, known for working with the writer Jeff Loeb and uh, took time off of comics for a while because he became very very well known for the... uh, Did you ever watch the television series Heroes back in the day? I'm aware of it. So the first season of Heroes, by the way, is like one of the best seasons of television ever. People say this. Every following season, it's just garbage Ugh. but one of the characters in there 
is this guy who gets like premonitions and then he draws the premonitions mm-hmm. on like big canvases and it's all the art's very beautiful. Well, that was all the art he uses in that series was Tim Sale. And after that, that made Tim Sale, I believe, a storyboard artist for a while. Um, he was just getting back into comics recently, but yeah, he unfortunately passed away at the uh, still too young, in my opinion, age of 66. So uh, this episode will be dedicated in Tim Sale's memory. Legend. Speaking of of in memory of Warner Brothers is re- reportedly wants to sever ties with Ezra Miller finally. Oh, now they do. So, I I have a question for you. So, Flash of course is scheduled to come out uh in June of next year. How do you promote this film without promoting Ezra Miller? Uh and how do you get the other actors to like want to I, I, I've, to promote the film. I've, I think I've read that maybe it's just people have said that Michael Keaton doesn't want to be involved with the promoting of this film. If it I, has would to be. Just, I would just put him top billing. Like, I would just say Michael Keaton in, it returns in The Flash. Yeah, but there's like, are there like multiple versions of Ezra yeah. Miller in this film. How do you, how do you, how do you phase that and down I, or cut that out or, you know? Well, I, I don't think you can cut him out. Minimize that. I don't that. think you can cut him out. Um, and I don't think they need to minimize his part in it. It's just the promotion of it needs to be, that's going to be, it's going to be rough. I think they should change the title personally to mm-hmm. like Flashpoint. So it's something that's not exactly, oh, it's The Flash, but it still kind of pays homage to it. Because, I mean, they're, Dealing with the Flashpoint event in the movie, anyway, um, yeah, I'd, it's it's they're going to be in quite the pickle, I think, next year. Will they figure out a way to recast him at the end and uh, bring in someone else as the Flash? Do you think they'll the, do that? I, I, well, the movie's been locked for. I, th- I don't know if it's locked, but I know it's been done for a bit. So I don't think they will. But I mean, obviously, next time around, you can just have somebody else play him, kind of like. How Val Kilmer started playing Batman out of nowhere. When will they announce that one of the Stranger uh, Things, Stranger things character, yeah. guys has been uh, cast as the Flash? When will that come I, out? I would watch Steve as Flash. Yep, that's that's or, how they would go. Yeah, it would be that's Steve or, or the late, great Eddie Munson. Oh, of course. Well, the whole world is in love yeah. with Everybody Eddie Everybody loves so, that Quinn Yes, kid. it's a matter of time before he's shoved into everything. I did not know he was on Game of Thrones. He, I didn't know that either. But, like, I recognize his fa- I always recognize his face. I mean, yeah. you don't, you know, you see him long hair and you see him with the short and you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen him somewhere. And, yeah, he was just one of those, like, Peckerwood guys that tried <laughs> to stop An- uh, Arya from getting into the whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I, I really, really like him. I would, I would watch, I would watch the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Ezra Miller. For those that don't know, I th- it took a while for DC to really like, want, or Warner Brothers to really want to sever ties with Ezra. Yeah. But I think what did it was apparently he's like living with underage kids or mm-hmm. like he's mentor- mentoring is what they how well, they call yeah, it. Mentoring, I yeah. yeah. Another word is grooming. I'm yes, sure. that's another word um, too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm just glad they're. Finally doing something about it. My big fear, though, is Flash will make a lot of money, and they'll be like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just forget about it. I, I, I don't think there's any way of, of, I, of I don't changing think should be. that. Yeah. He's a weird guy. Um, speaking, uh, you brought up Michael Keaton a minute ago. Uh, there's a rumor going around that Michael Keaton's Batman might have a blue suit in The Flash. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I would guess it may be like a third act type deal. Yeah. But uh, what... Would you be excited to see a a blue suited uh, Michael Keaton? At this point, I'll just take Michael Keaton in, in, in any suit. I just I just want this to happen. I just want to see this film that we've been talking about for for three years. So yeah, yeah blue suit, black suit. You know, I'm I'm cool with it all. And speaking of former Batman, Christian Bale recently said that he would be up for putting on the cape and cowl again if Christopher Nolan wanted to do a fourth Dark Knight film. Would you want to see a fourth Dark Knight film, Jimmy? No, I don't. don't. I just don't want to see another one of those films, no. Were you not a big fan of Dark Knight Rises? No, I actually like Dark Knight Rises. It's definitely the silliest of the three by far. Yeah. But I I think it's underrated. It's it's fine. I just I don't want to go back to that universe. Like I I'm not even a hundred percent on board with this new Batman universe with uh with Robert uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, the darkness of it. I just I don't want to go back to semi semi dark. I'd rather just jump to a whole new some kind of fun. You know, I, but, you yeah, know. I need some fun in my Batman. That was the most recent Batman did not have a lot of fun. Yeah, so I wouldn't want to go back to, if they want to do some kind of weird uh, universe hopping thing where we see uh, Christian Bale. Like that might be fun. I'd be down for that. But I don't need a whole another Dark Rises film from Christopher Nolan. Some ponderous thing with raw noises in the trailer. I just don't want to see that again. 
That sounds fair. That sounds fair. But imagine Christopher Nolan doing a movie with the Mad Hatter. No, that I mean, yeah, that that beg your interest. Well, I, I anything with the Mad Hatter. Jimmy in, in is a, film. a Mad Hatter fanatic. I do like the Mad Hatter. I've always liked um, th- this particular version of the Mad Hatter we're talking about today. I was always a fan of. This is the, one of the episodes I remember very specifically, and I've seen it again and again. But yeah, I, I'm an Alice in Wonderland yeah. uh, fan. I wouldn't call myself uh, an expert or anything, but yeah, I, I, I'm an expert. I, I even love the Disney that Disney show that just came on Disney Plus, like the oh, the one yeah, the, the Adventures with, in Wonderland. Adventures in Wonderland. Yeah, I, I like a lot of. Versions we watched of this an episode thing. with Gilbert Godfrey on it. We did, and that was ago, bef- that was before we lost Gilbert. Yeah. So yeah. That and was, Willie that Nelson was, really was cool. singing in it. He was. I told. I remember Gilbert being in it, but I did not remember Willie Nelson. That was really fun. Not so big on the Johnny Depp. Uh, <laughs> that Johnny Depp Alice in Wonderland <laughs> thing was kind of weird. So I'm not really a fan of that. But. A fun digression. Um, last the past couple of Saturday nights, me and my uh, my future wife have been uh, getting high and watching some really bad movies. And we watched a movie off of YouTube last week. It was apparently a wonderful World of Disney movie mm-hmm. starring Will Friedle of uh, Boy Meets World called My Date with the President's Daughter. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, you can find it on YouTube for free. It's an hour and a half. It's clor- it's phenomenally bad, but it's like fun to watch bad. And the main girl in that is actually Alice from Adventures in Wonderland. Oh, from, yeah, the, she's like from, 19 the, in it. Yeah. from the show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It, was, uh, it, it was fun. It was fun. But yeah, uh, yeah, Jimmy's a big fan. His uh, cat's name is Alice. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. Oh, is that not off that? <laughs> what? I always thought you named Alice. No, no, I. But I didn't name Alice. Like, oh, Al- Alice was my was an ex's cat. I kind of. How did you get to keep Alice then? Uh, she went to college, and like Alice was like, "Yeah, I'm staying here," and I like the boy. So it just kind of worked that's out fair, that fair. way. But I, I granted, I grew up with. Uh, the Disney film. I loved the uh, that two-parter Alice in Wonderland uh, miniseries that came on when I was a kid. Some of you people probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, I mean, she named she was into Alice too, and that's why the cat is named Alice. So it just kind of worked out. We were both fans. Do you have a fa- favorite adaptation of Alice in Wonderland? <clears throat> uh, a favorite? Um, me think let me think i guess it's the disney thing the uh, the original animated yeah i think it's the one that that always sits in my mind and always comes i mean i like there's that one they did with like Whoopi goldberg and like um martin short yeah. is the mad yeah. hatter yeah. like there's a lot That's of a fun there's a lot of weird old alice in wonderlands like they're creepy and like they're in black and white and, and no sound that are really interesting and weird but uh, yeah, the Alice, the Disney one is the first one I saw, so it's probably the one I always go back. And the the voices in that, like you know, Edwin, I think was the Mad Hatter, and uh, oh, Edwin was Mad Hatter. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you hear him in other things, and you just see him in other Disney things, and you're like, I just can't, just can't think of. And there's readings from that movie, or you know, mustard, you know, that just come to me and I use every day. So, do you do that. you have a favorite like Mad Hatter in all these uh, in all these Alice in Wonderland adaptions? It's probably still that one. No, it's just Edwin's no. voice. You didn't pick Johnny Depp, I noticed. No, no, I thought that. I didn't was, care for those, to be honest. No, they're just, they were gaudy and ugly, and there's. I mean, he, his casting's fine, and uh, I, Crispin Glover's in the first one. It's like the, the Native yeah, Hearts yeah. or whatever, and I, you know, Helen Bonham Carter. I love HBC and everything, but um, yeah, just not those movies. Didn't really wasn't really palatable to me. Now, if you haven't figured it out, we're. We're, uh, we are talking about the episode Mad as a Hatter. It's episode 24 from season one of Batman the Animated Series. This episode features the debut of one Jervis Tetch, a.k.a. the Mad Hatter. Love that name. Always loved the name Jervis Tetch. And for those that are wondering, the Mad Hatter is a scientist who invents and uses technological mind control devices to influence and manip- manipulate the minds of his victims. Uh, the character first appeared in October of 1948. Uh, he was created by Bill Finger, who was, you know, co-creator of Batman, and uh, Lou Sire Shorts in Batman issue number 49. That same issue, by the way, is the first has the first appearance of one Vicky Bale. Oh. I did not know that. I did look it up on eBay, and one issue of those is go, right now going for... Uh, sixty five hundred nine hundred ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents. Aye, aye, aye. So that's quite the pretty penny. And and by the way, that comic features a very sweet cover with the Joker wearing a turban. I will put that on the Facebook very soon. <laughs> um, 
the Mad Hatter is, of course, modeled off the character Hatter from Lewis Carroll's Alice, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Um, the, the character has had some messed up comic stories in the past. My favorite was in this book called Secret Six by Gail Simone. Uh, he wouldn't eat food unless it had a hat on it. Um, mm. He also would... There's this one uh, scene where he sees this goddess naked and he has... And she asks him why he's not attracted to her. And he's like, well, because you're not wearing a hat. Obviously. <laughs> and I believe there's even an issue of the book where he uh, is caught fornicating with a hat. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a very, very weird take on the Mad Hatter. But it, it's, it's very um, it's very interesting. Uh, also in the story Arkham Asylum by Grant Morrison, it's implied that Mad Hatter is a bit of a pedophile, which is kind of uh, shaky ground. Uh, in Haunted Night by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sell, the late great Tim Sell, the Mad Hatter is obsessed with children and forces a young Barbara Gordon to have a tea party dressed up as Alice. Oh my God! So yeah, Mad Hatter has always well, can, been kind of a controversial character. I can kind of see that though, coming from that character. Is if you're going to pick one of the the, the Rogues Gallery to have yeah, that, that way, uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of makes some and, sense. And I'm going to talk, talk. I'm going to mention that when we talk over about the episode. Because there's, there's some problematic stuff in this episode. There certainly um, is. There certainly and, is. And I feel bad because I really like this episode, but there's yeah. a lot of things that make that's very cringy. Makes your skin crawl a, a little a bit. A little too much, yeah. 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 Uh, the Mad Hatter is voiced by the great Roddy McDowell. McDowell also played Bookworm in Batman 66. Uh, what are your memories of Bookworm? Oh, I love Bookworm. I love the look of Bookworm. I love his mall. That's one of my favorite episodes. I, what's a shame? He only did the one. There's but only see, He only did one, right? Just the one two-parter with Bookworm, and he never came back. And he's one of my favorite of the just original, I mean, not original, but the non-Joker episodes, you know, the characters, we villains we all know. Um, I think he's great. Yeah, the other other big roles that he played uh, included uh, Fright Night, Cleopatra, and of course he was Cornelius and later Caesar in the original Planet of the Ape movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you into the original Planet of the Ape movies? No. You were not? <laughs> no. The first one was actually one of my favorite movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first times I saw like a... Like a cliffhanger like that, yeah. We're just like, wait a minute, what? That, that ending is classic, it's though. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, we actually spoofed that in Welcome Back back in the day, the first movie me and Jimmy did back in like 2006. Was that the gas? Yeah, the gas. What, what, what were the expensive gas prices in so, that shot? So those that don't know, our movie was about a guy who had uh, he got amnesia, didn't remember the last six years of his life, and at that time, gas prices had like skyrocketed. So. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, he doesn't have the memory of the last six years when he got gas six years prior. It was like eighty nine cents or something like that. And the high price that uh, the the Brandon character comes across and welcome back is two seventy one. Oh my god, that's so quaint. And at the time, it was so devastatingly like a lot. So yeah, looking back at that, I, I would kill for some two seventy one gas. That is a little snapshot of that time. <laughs> But yeah, uh, unfortunately, Roddy McDowell passed away at the age of 70. D- didn't you find a really cool um, tape recently with Roddy McDowell? I did. I actually went back yesterday to find it, and I could not. But Roddy McDowell uh, did a book on tape of the original Burton Batman, which I think is cool. Like, he keeps coming back. There's some actors like uh, uh, John Glover who keep coming back throughout Batman lore, doing different mm-hmm. voices, totally yeah. different characters. It's just cool that they chose... I mean, he's got a great voice, of course. Of course. It's just cool that they brought him back uh, to read uh, the book on tape of Batman 89. And it's on YouTube, actually. Maybe we'll include a link or something. Actually, let's cut to it right now. <laughs> Jack's dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. <laughs> As you can see, Jack replied. Oh, I'm much happier. <laughs> he giggled. <laughs> And the giggling turned to laughter. <laughs> he laughed even louder as he turned his gun on Grissom and fired. And fired. <laughs> and fired. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. We actually, we, we, I actually just cut it right in and then we listened to it and now, now we're back. So, yeah, that was Roddy McDowell. Now Not Malcolm McDowell. Sometimes I say Malcolm I, I, I got them confused going into this episode originally. I don't think he has any Batman ties that I can think of. That's Arthur, correct? I get them confused. That's Dudley Moore. That's Dudley Moore. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell. We've been having vodka. <laughs> uh, uh, 
bashed women in the head with giant <laughs> dildos in the Clockwork Orange. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, and I think he killed. Uh, he it's killed like him and Dudley Marcus. He killed uh, 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 Captain James Kirk. He did in Generations. I think that was a horrible, horrible death too. Yes, he just and then he just buries him under some rocks. Yeah, Picard like a, buries like him under rocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah the bridge, bridge falls and then he just I don't buries. Even think it was that- Big of a fall. Didn't either. even like bring. He could have like beamed his body. But he's got the body of, of of uh, this great such a captain. classic character. But no, just with such a horrible. Death. I think he planted a like a little flag there, so people <laughs> future generations will know. Like, oh, that's where that's where Kirk fell. That's where James died. D. Kirk is buried under rocks. So, um, this one's for you, William Shatner. <laughs> now, Roddy McDowell is not the only person to play the Mad Hatter. Um, there was uh, David Wayne who played Jervis Tetch in Batman 66. This is true. Uh, would you like to, what are your memories of that iteration of the Mad Hatter? I always loved him. He played it, I think he, there's two different two-parters. Um, I loved him so much that I have uh, the figure here. We'll probably pop a, a picture into this. This it, is. It looks really cool. Yeah, this is one of like the Mego style figures. Oh, I just saw the hat did. has the thing. Yeah, he's got the That's hat and it pops up. With the eyes popping out. These are great because you can pop the, uh, pop the uh, bubble off and put it back on. So they're just like, you don't have to destroy the packaging or anything. Um, but yeah, this is of uh, David Wayne. That was David Wayne. David Wayne yeah. from uh, from the Batman '66. Uh, so I always love this take on the character. I always, it's very different. Yeah, I always, he's got the mustache. You know, he's like my hat factory. He's got a very fun way he talks. He's got a great mall too in the first episode. And I believe they don't even call him Mad Hatter, do they? they oh, they do. Do yes. they call him? I, th- oh, I thought he was just Jervis Tetch. And he, time. yes, he is Jervis Tetch. They, that name always uh, comes back. But yeah, yeah. They, he definitely is, is called the Mad Hatter. Another person to play him was uh, Liam Crandall, who played um, a, ver- a well. He didn't play Jervis Tetch. He played a different Mad Hatter. It was I think Jervis Tetch had retired or was in jail or something like that. And there's a character named Amatai Mamorstein. Yeah, that's that's what it says here. Um, but he played that version of of the Mad Hatter in the CW series Batwoman. Um, the first animated Mad Hatter was actually voiced by Ted Knight, by the way. Really? In the Super, the Batman Superman hour from uh, the, the 1980s. Huh. I did not know that. I don't think I knew that. Uh, there was very brief talk about featuring the Mad Hatter in that Batman Unchained movie that never got made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an early, early draft of Batman Unchained, which for those that don't remember, that was going to be the third uh, Joel Schumacher Batman it never happened, uh, and one of the the two people that were being considered for the roles include Robin Williams and Rowan Atkinson. Oh, Rowan Atkinson would kind Mr. of would, would have been kind of awesome. I so I'm about to ask you who would you want to play the Mad Hatter in a movie? Well, Robin Williams is interesting because he's the actor who always gets mentioned with guys who could have guys who could have played Joker, yeah. guys who could have played Riddler. Like I feel like he was I don't know if in talks, but I, he's always mentioned as like he got a call. Well, he was or something. so huge in the '90s too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that would have I could see him doing the Mad Hatter mm-hmm. too. Like I think that would be for that and for that time. Yeah, I guess yeah. that that would make sense to me yeah i feel like back then either him or mr bean would have been fantastic <laughs> <for that. laughs> um today I, I, if if they were to do mad hatter today I, I for some reason think martin freeman could be fun um, oh yeah i could see that that would be mm-hmm. i think because i feel like you need somebody that, that's a little classy and possibly a little british too oh i, I know who could who's who? who's ricky gervais's tall friend oh uh Stephen Stephen merchant, merchant. A really tall, so tall, really weird Mad Hatter. He looks so tall and weird and was Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. He's great that's in Jojo perfect. Rabbit. So, yeah, that's that's who I would think. That's, that's who I would think right away. So, I think, Jimmy, it, for the first time in a bit, let's have a synopsis. All right, let's dust off the cobwebs. So, we are talking about, once again, Mad as a Hatter, directed by Frank Parr and written by our old friend Paul Dini. While conducting mad tea party experiments on mice, scientist Jervis Tetch is visited by head boss Bruce Wayne. Jervis is testing a way to control minds using microchips. In this scene, Bruce finds some information he'll need to know later in the story, and whoever wrote Batman Forever finds a way to introduce the Riddler like five years later. Seriously, it's pretty much the exact same scene. It really is. Except this time with 100% less Ed Begley Jr. But which the, is unfortunate. Which is very, always unfortunate. But the literary lifts don't stop there. Things are about to get curiouser 
and curiouser as we establish Jervis's tenuous relationship with his supervisor person, Marcia Cates, and more importantly, his budding love interest in the office secretary, Alice. Just as the boss says heads will roll, I realize, wait, white mice? A concentration on hats, a naive blonde heroine that's in over her head. Hey, we're doing a Wonderland thing here, aren't we, Brandon? And her name's Alice, by the way. Her name is... Does she... Well, we'll, I'll bring this point up later. Let's get back to the synopsis. We're back. But literary theft is nothing next to those biting words, that's just what my boyfriend says. Oh. As Jervis is torn between his ambitions to love and care for Alice the rest of her life or to control her mind and make her do his bidding. The struggles we all face, am I right? Do not miss being single. That's true. Uh, Jervis sees an opening when things with Alice's boyfriend go south, and he decides to move in and sweep her off her feet. Shooting his shot. It's in this moment that we can see a little confidence in Jervis. I mean, that's really key here, isn't it, ladies? Perhaps... Alice could really go for this guy after all, but I, I really did like his transformation there. Yeah, you, you can sort of see really cool. you can see that maybe this could have worked, but it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Using mind control to get good service at a restaurant and thoroughly impress a young lady—that's pretty harmless, I'd say. I, I think that's fine. I think that's so, fine. You know why not? No harm, no foul. As long as he tipped. That's right. And when two thugs who conveniently wore headbands that day cross our couple's path, I forgot about that. Uh, sure, Jervis makes fools of, the, of those guys. But where does it end? And one cannot help but ponder. Do I become a supervillain to corrupt the UN, seek vengeance, or easily rob every bank in Gotham? Nah, who cares about all that? I just want the blonde at work. Yes. The Hatter takes Alice to Gotham Storybook Land and shows her where the caterpillar smokes. (laughs) As one does. I just like that. By the way, we have another abandoned theme park in Gotham. Yes, we do. Gotham has the coolest crap, by the way. (laughs) And they don't get rid of them either. Not only where the calibrator smokes, but also he sings her the mock turtle song and twirls her around. Uh, it's no book date, but what could be? That's an A and B reference just for me and Brandon, so see your way out. And we're not going to elaborate oh, any more than that. Thank you. Should have went on that book date. I should have did that, considering everything else. <laughs> Also, does Alice realize there's a theme here? Because if the Hatter starts producing vials uh, and mushrooms from his pocket and says, eat me, drink me, I'm going to blow the whistle on this mother I mean, I can only pull for the brother so far. Does she it, know? I don't... She, oh, she's t- totally naive. She doesn't that was even, actually an issue that I had with the episode. She's not like, wait, my name is Alice. Yeah, and yeah. And he's like, is there he's, no, there's none of that, is there? He's, he, and he's like throwing it on very, very thick. Yeah, well, he even sits there with her and he's like, Alice in Wonderland is my favorite. Like... I mean, that's the only time when he talks about it, I mean, really. he even has a poster up in his office. Which yes! Which is, is a very important plot point in the end. It is just a little strange to me. Yeah. A little much. Meanwhile, Batman enters the story. He uses an action figure accessory to launch him out of the Batmobile and saves the mind control thugs. Bats begins to put two and two together. Mind control? Oh, no. What does that seem so familiar? Oh, that's right. I have a mind control guy on my payroll. Yeah. Elsewhere, the Hatter is having his most fabulous of fabulous days, and so Alice reveals that her boorish bow popped the question. Her boorish bow Billy, by the way. That's right. That's a lot of bees. That's alliteration, I think. Thank you, Lewis Carroll. Not sure where they'll be registered, but you can be sure it'll be vanilla as f***. (laughs) Also notice that when the Hatter squeezes the rose, there's a drop of blood that trickles out. That's really surprised me. I thought that was such a cool visual too and also that's that's how uh, bruce sees that later and that's how he knows oh something's happened here yeah, he pieces it together a little interestingly not the best detective work in the world the hatter kidnaps alice and whisks her off away to gotham storybook land after attacking batman with a little help from the walrus and the carpenter the time has come says the walrus just like cabbages and kings that's oh that's from the from, oh that's from, from the, the book t- yeah. i did not know that line Batman makes short work of them and heads off. <laughs> oh, no. He heads off, heads off to a final confrontation with the Hatter. Giant checkerboards, playing card mazes, a jabberwocky that comes crashing down. I'm wondering how the finale would play out if Alice's mother had named her Lenore and her psycho co-worker had been a Poe enthusiast. <laughs> Quote the fanboy, nevermore. Honestly, this is one of my favorite third acts in the history of the show, so it's very hard, hard for me to be flippant about I, it. I love that music part. I have no idea why there would be an Alice in Wonderland music part. But it just works how, so like, well. I just don't, like, if I were to visit it, how would I be entertained for more than, like, 30 minutes? I, I don't know. I would take dates there. 
on my book date, we could go there and we could read. <laughs> we could read through the Looking Glass. It, it reminds me maybe of kind of like what uh, dinosaur dinosaur world. Yes, it kind of has that feel. <laughs> it has kind of that feel. There's a morsel of something human in the Hatter that you can sort of sympathize with. So, yeah, he's very likable in my opinion. Uh, the first half of the the show, and he knows that what he's doing. Is, he knows he's gone too far. And he even mentioned, I think, at one time that he's just like, well, I, I didn't want to do this. At the very this. beginning, yeah. he was just like, no, I don't want to do that to her. But then she broke up with Billy, and mm-hmm. she, he was like, okay, I can shoot my shot. And then it gets out of control in the third act. <laughs> the sadness of this ending really throws a bat-shaped spotlight on what this series does best. The Hatter is pinned to the ground by the Jabberwock, and Alice and her fiancé are reunited as the camera pans to a sad mock turtle shedding a tear i'm tipping my hat uh <laughs> tipping my hat to my favorite quote for later but i just have to do it would not could not would not could not could not join the dance oh. and that's mad as a header very very good synopsis sir but jimmy you told us how batman ended tell me how batman begins every episode of batman the Ed- made it series has a title card attached to it at the beginning what did you think of the title card of mad as a hatter well it's sort of like a representation or a reinterpretation of the sir john tenniel art that is used in the carol books and i mean what am i supposed to not love that i mean it's amazing and they sprinkle that art throughout the episode it's even yes. in the poster oh, no, on the it's wall actually in the poster on the yeah wall, it's, i think know? it's the exact same art it is it is the exact same i i loved it uh, it's like that that's about as perfect as you can get for your first Mad Hatter episode. Perfect. Speaking of perfect, holy speech bubble, Batman! What was your most perfect quote of this particular episode, Mad as a Hatter? Well, I tipped it. It is the ending. It is that That's... his little would not, could not, could not join the dance. I love that. I love the Willie, Willie, won't you? Willie, won't you? I love that stuff. I really just, anything that he says in that voice mm-hmm. is wonderful. I also love, when because I sometimes I say this, he says it to his boss. He says, oh, do be quiet, Dr. Cates! Uh, and I just love the delivery that um, that uh, he does with that. So I, I, I about to say, in case you haven't realized, we really like Roddy McDowell's performance. We, we do. It's, it's really, he's really so good. great. Did he? Did he? When the, he brings it, he always does it, right? He comes back the next. Yeah, time? he comes back for. Okay. Uh, so he he passes away in 1998, but mm-hmm. New Adventures was was in 1997. Mm-hmm. So I, it might be. I don't know if it's his last project but it's one of his last projects was mm-hmm. when he came back is didn't they do a totally new look for him in new adventures uh i think it changes a little bit and i think they give him like a, a march hare robot yeah, friend yeah of that, some feels, kind. that feels familiar yeah now jimmy wait till they get a load of me wing freak terrorizes wait till they get a load of me <laughs> oh wait a minute i didn't see my i didn't say my speech, speech bubble my favorite uh line of the of the episode it's alfred i love alfred <laughs> it's an alfred it's, it's an alfred. alfred um so batman after batman tells alfred in the car that he's gonna be in for a possibly a very late night alfred responds with then i'll prepare your usual breakfast sir toast coffee and bandages <laughs> i love me some sassy alfred i always think in 89 like uh, on his uh when you see Batman's little, like, uh, his little work area, he's got a bottle of scope yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That sort of says a lot about Batman's late nights. So, I always think <laughs> I mean, about it. he is a playboy. That's true. But, Jimmy, who is your favorite character in Mad... It's the Mad Hatter! It's a Hatter. <laughs> it's the Mad Hatter. When I saw this episode, and I've talked a lot about my need for vengeance when I was 13, 14, whenever the show came out. Yeah. So, like... I understood the the Mad Hatter because I liked a girl who was in Homeroom. <laughs> what was so, her name? I don't know. There was probably so many. But, like, I understood this guy. It's like, why doesn't she know? Like, yeah. the, the Mad Hatter, like, dresses, like, for this date and, like, he wears a top hat. Like, yeah, he he's... Kiss her on the hand on yeah, the way he's, out. Yeah, he's, he's winning and he's great. obviously a date. But no, she's going to go back to Billy. Oh, Billy. And not only is she going to go back to Billy, Billy's going to propose... He's using that old of thing course. that douchebag boyfriends always do. Oh, I'm in trouble. I'm going to propose right of now to Of course, fix of course. So that's how I thought that. Now I know as an adult, this man has problems. He's, a, he's like a sociopath. There's a lot of issues with the Mad Hatter. But I just... There's a lot. I just... That's I, unfortunately I, why I couldn't pick him for mine. I, I appreciate <laughs> the way they tip around it. 
Um, and yeah, at the end, and Batman's even like, none of Fable Nine's Batman's like, you've just turned her into a little doll. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just I just love everything that they, they do with him. Um, he's one of my favorite villains in, in the show, I think. I wanted to pick him so bad because I love McDowell's performance, but he's just so, so creepy. I, I couldn't in my right conscience pick him. So I picked Alfred for my favorite <laughs> character. So not only did he have some really good sassy lines, he actually helped... Batman solved mm-hmm. the mystery because he was like, I know what that card looks like. And he pulls out Alice in Wonderland immediately. Yeah, it's not uh, how that worked out. Like, oh, yeah. well. so, I, remember, again, I remember that from my childhood. Once, he says something like that. Yeah. Once again, the animated Batman continues to be the worst, greatest detective of all time because he's always, you know, at the right place at the right time or around the right person at the right time to help solve his uh, puzzles for him. Um, but yeah, I, had to, I went with Alfred for that. Uh, Batman just kept getting a, a advantage of being out of luck. Jervis was just a little too creepy, and Alice was too naive. So okay, I'm going to say this. That I could pick from. Jervis, Alice sucks. I just think she kind of sucks. Like, I think she's, I, I she's don't very see the naive. Epi- like, I know that's your thing because yeah. you're the Mad Hatter. Yeah. But, like, she's naive. She's, she's kind of boring. She's kind of dumb. Yeah, this is vanilla I stuff. She's kind of boring. And I just I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. So that whole thing you did, I don't know. I think it was just... <laughs> I think it was just kind of a waste, man. Like, you know, her mom should have named her Janine or something. <laughs> Would you still have been like that if her name was Agatha or something like yeah, that? that but no, that's a good, good of course there. it's Alice. So not a fan of this Alice. Not a fan. Speaking of not a fan, who for you wins the Condiment King Award? The Condiment King Award, Jimmy, who was your least favorite character in the episode Mad as a Hatter? I picked Dr. Cates. I picked Marsha Cates there as well. There you go. Yes. Because she was just a, she's kind a horrible of, person. Yeah, she's bad. Why did Bruce even hire her? Like, every time Bruce went away, she would, like, threaten Jervis. She would be like, we should give our em- employer more than lame excuses. And then she, like, comes around yeah. and just starts threatening Tetch. And she's just the absolute worst. So I had to put her. But this fun. this is one of those things where it, I do have to say the writer did that so she could. Baldini did that. So at the end, she is. Oh, uh, the, the Queen, Queen of Hearts. Of Hearts. Yeah. yeah, they did that. And I, off with your head. And I love how that worked out. Like, this, Dini is just really... I, I imagine he must be a bit of a fan of Alice in Wonderland. I, I yeah. It's a very good possibility. There's a lot of pepperings of things throughout here that are very, very clever. Speaking of cleverness, let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, Jimmy. Tell me your some of your favorite moments of Mad as a Hatter. Well, I mentioned the droplet of blood, which I thought was that very cool. That one I put on mine as well. I thought it was visually very striking and, like, so not for a kid's show, but, like, in a good way. Well, it was very, like, subtle. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, blood. And he got it like, he, a single drop. And he got it from, like, the thorn of a rose, which means, you know, kind of, you know, that all, roses are so perfect and represent love, but it, he still got pricked by it. Nice bit of poetry I there. love that. Love that. Uh, the Hatter refers to Alice's boyfriend as her boy, boorish beau. I just, I like. Oh, that's cool. I really like that. Uh, of course, the finale with all the Hatter's victims dressed like Wonderland characters. That's fantastic. The walrus and the carpenter and the mock turtle uh, is great. I actually, this is a little thing, but I love the animation of Batman when he takes the hat band out of, of uh, Jervis's hat. Oh, and he destroys and it. And crumples it. Yeah. And it just, it, it, it cracks and like the sparks and it's just really it's nice good. animation. Good. I you didn't just, think You can that. feel it as you watch it. Yeah, there's a... Uh, of course, my favorite thing uh, is McDowell's delivery on everything. It's just oh, it's amazing. Perfect. So good. And the design, I love the Bruce Tim design mm-hmm. for uh, Mad Hatter here. Um, it's they, not It's not so far removed from, he's not like some ghoul. Uh, he's just like, you know, kind of just like a schlumpy guy, and it just really works out. I like that the cops said something about there being a suicide it, uh, taking place, and just the fact that they talk about they brought up the word suicide in a kid's mm-hmm. cartoon. I thought it was kind of ballsy. Uh, I love Batman's jetpack where he's just like, oh, I need yep, to go. uses that bat- get those, uh, toy accessory It's to so get stupid, mm-hmm. but so awesome at the same time. And same goes with the uh, the glider. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love all of his toys in this episode. Um, we talked about the bleeding thing. Um, and the, aban- the, ba- the abandoned theme park is just 
such a highlight of the episode. I love the maze and that final shot of the cre- of the crying creature. Oh, it's perfect. Was just per- perfect. Do you know what creature that was? That's the mock turtle. That's the mock turtle. Yeah. Does, does mm-hmm. he cry in the book? Yeah, because well, early in the thing, he uh, Jervis is talking to Alice and he, he talks about the mock turtle song. Okay. Because the mock yeah. turtle is always like sad and, and there's always something issues with the mock turtle. Uh, so it's perfect literary thing of panning to the because I mean Jervis at the end is the mock turtle because yeah. he's you know. You know, he got his his zero got shit in by himself. He did. So he did. I also love that he tests out tests this little thing on mice, which I'm imagining that's like door dormouse or dormice. Uh, him testing on. So again, it's all those Alice in Wonderland things that are peppered in. One question I have: uh, Why didn't he show his mind control technology to Bruce early in it if it was already done? I it's, didn't understand that. Yeah, that's weird. At the time, right? he's, at the time, he's not wanting to do anything sinister with it. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. That was his moment. Yeah. And he didn't take it. Again, it's very much like Batman Forever. Like, Riddler was... Oh, that and that is different because Bruce Wayne's like, I think it raises too many questions, mind control. So it goes the other way. Like, Bruce is like, no, we're not, we're not doing no, that. No, no, we're not going there. But yeah, yeah he could have just said, yeah, this works. I could make... These mice do things for me. They do it right <laughs> they, after Bruce leaves they, the room. They have a tea party. They have a tea party. He makes Which a mouse. pretty amazing. Pick up a little teacup. Like, just show Bruce Wayne that and probably would, would have got him Marsha Case's job. I don't need... I, about to say, about I don't understand that. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand why he didn't show that. I was like, Confidence. Okay, he lacks confidence. That's really what we're going for I, yeah. with the character so but he suddenly gained it all of a sudden when billy broke up with alice mm. yeah i don't know but i'm, I'm thinking i think you did things wrong there man yep. i think you did things wrong and that's what brings us to martha moments martha why did you say that name oh, stop please stop why did you say that name it's his mother's name Martha she, Kate's moments? No, oh, oh. no, that's. I think she. That's Marsha. Oh, Marsha moments. Yes. Jimmy. Every episode we talk about the Martha moments, our least favorite moments of of Batman the Animated Series episode that we watch. What are your least favorite moments from Mad as a Hatter? Well, people are just doing crazy things, and no one seems to notice that there's cards stuck in people's heads. Uh, I just thought that was strange. That is strange. I didn't think about. I that, know yeah. that that's 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 the mad hatter yeah um but it, it it is a little weird like hey people have why are people doing these hey maybe it's those cards they have stuck in their heads <laughs> so i thought that was a little weird uh conveniently placed tags on walrus and carpenter costumes that say property of gotham storybook land yeah um there probably was a a, a more better way my, for batman to get that information one of my main issues with the episode is how convenient so many of the things yeah. were for those from like you know alfred r- realized oh i know where that that draw that mm. card comes from and he Pulls out Alice in Wonderland, which happens to be like in the uh, Batcave for some reason, um, but like that, um, it just you had too many moments where it was just too coincidental. I guess they needed to you know fit everything in in twenty two minutes or whatever, but it was just a little much in my opinion. Yeah, other parts I'm not big on. Uh, I mean, let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Mad Hatter is a little incelly in here. Yes, and yes, he is. And watching it in 2022, and I'm not one of those people that's usually like bothered by stuff. I know you know different times, uh, you know di- there's a different time things happen uh, in movies that don't happen anymore. I mean, watch Revenge of the Revenge of the Nerds is so messed up. Oh my god, um, is, <laughs> it is really weird, man. But even like people don't pe- talk about that enough. You know, people are like. Those episodes of Friends. No, no, no. Talk about Revenge of the yeah, Nerds. Yeah. Like that's, Revenge of that's the Nerds is the worst. Really strange. It's like really that bothers weird. that one bothers me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know to you know review stuff of with that time in mind. But yeah, Jervis is a little too insilly at times. Where it's, I absolutely love 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 Roddy McDowell's performance, but I feel like they make him do things a little too creepy at times with Alice, uh, especially when he's just in her house at the end. Yeah. 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 It's like, Oh God. And she's like, this is just getting too weird for me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, just, really? Is it? Yeah, this is I, too- I, mean, I just feel like there's this line and he just, he just crosses it yeah. a, a couple of times there. I didn't like that. Alice went right back to Billy when Billy said, I'm sorry, here's a ring. Um, a lot of characters here yeah. have some questionable <laughs> <laughs> confidence issues in themselves. So, and I also yeah. feel like touch, like I, feel like Tetch became too, too much of a supervillain way too quickly. And that always happens, though, in the... Yeah, that, uh, that, that happened. That was my one uh, complaint about Two-Face as well. But with, like, 
with Jervis. Jervis is actually a pretty nice guy. He's a little creepy in the first half, but he's a, still a nice guy. And then she gets back with Billy, and then all of a sudden he has henchmen out of nowhere. Well, it's kind of the Riddler episode we watched recently. It was kind of like all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden he's a supervillain. And yeah, it's like, and what? Just like, we just, we we just we, met you. It was like they jumped from A to F yeah. out of nowhere. And, and that like, episode's well, after specs. this, right? Because we jumped ahead for that Riddler, right? Didn't we do that? Yeah, yeah. Riddler doesn't come around so until episode first. 40. Okay. So. Uh, but yeah, this is episode twenty-three. Okay. Of Batman the Animated Series. And that ends in a no, maze. Did that end in a maze? Uh, yeah. Also amazing that okay. one as well. Yeah. So, Very, it, right. And also another abandoned. Another uh, abandoned. Another abandoned yeah. theme park. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's I think the third or fourth one we've seen because of course Joker has the one. Hey, I didn't realize it till now. So you got away with that. <laughs> that's so. why we do this yeah. podcast, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Every episode, we grade between the scale of one to five. One being we really didn't like it. Five be, m- meaning we absolutely loved it. Jimmy changes the criteria each time. So, Jimmy, what are we grading on this uh, go-around for Mad as a Hatter? We are going with Stolen Tarts from the Queen of Hearts. Brandon's writing that down. Eventually, he's going to write a book with all these notes <laughs> that he uses from the podcast. Jimmy, how many star- How many out of five did you give... Five stolen tarts from the Queen of Hearts did you give this episode? Brandon, I want to give this one five. But as we've talked about and you've pointed out, I the Mad Hatter I is... I say, I feel like mine's going to be lower than yours. The Mad Hatter is a questionable character. It's very kind of cringy, and it's it's a little hard to watch at times. <laughs> so I'm going to knock off a half a point. <laughs> I just really love it. It's a good episode. I want to give it... Like, if... if, if if it didn't have the creepy stuff, I'd probably give it a 4.5 because that's how much I really like it. But I mean, he doesn't get away with it. It's just... It, so it, he goes to jail. It's so... Like, and I it's just wonder, like, ending. had it gone longer... Oh, let's have, not go there. Would it have gotten <laughs> what worse? What happened? Oh, and, my God. But so for that, I have to give it 3.5 out of 5 stolen tarts from the Queen of Hearts. It's understandable. But, like, I love the episode so much, but I have to dock points for it. Um, what, what grade did you give? I knocked it off a half. I'll give it four and a half. Like I said, I, that's what I would. That's what I want to give it. Yeah. I just, I, I can't. I just can't. It's so fun, but it does not age well you just at can't, all. You can't do that for the for your boy. Can't do it. I can't. I had to knock off a half, man. I just, it's a, it's just, it's a great episode. Yeah, though. it's, it is a great episode yeah. overall. Roddy McDowell. Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't know he was dead. <laughs> Apparently, he's been gone for. I would have figured. Ninety-eight. Um, it makes sense when I think of the like the plan of the Apes timeline mm. and stuff like that. But yeah, he was so good, and definitely, uh, definitely my favorite version of the Batman Mad Hatter that I've come across. Anyway. He was in that darn cat. That darn cat. I forgot yeah. about that movie. And Fright Night. Yeah, he's, Fright Night. He's Fright in Night. As well. So yeah, always, always was a fan of, of him. So in case you haven't yet, go like Almost Got Him on Facebook. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please subscribe to our podcast. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your mistress. I don't care. Just tell everybody about Almost Got Him. We're back, and we're going to record a second episode here soon, so you're not going to have to wait two months for the next episode. Jimmy? Oh, fabulous day, Kalu Kalei. I'm so glad that we're back watching episodes of Batman. Me too. Me too. Do you have a quote for us before we head out? I do. As uh, Lewis Carroll said, uh, you usually begin at the beginning, and you go on until you come to the end, and when you come to the end... You stop. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast.